Wake up in the morning after the weekend to get an update on the NRL. Me legal counsel. Wake up in the morning after the weekend to get an update on the NRL. My legal counsel. Hits of the weekend scandals on Monday. A story from Jack about a urinal. My legal counsel. Welcome back to Legal Counsel coming at you live. On a Queen's Birthday Monday from Sydney Portier, a overcast but ultimately league-worthy day here on the 8th of June, Queen's Birthday weekend. We've got league today, so uh, we've had a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday league week, which is nothing short of spectacular. As always, coming to us live from Melbourne, Victoria, Jack, how's it going, mate? Very good, mate, and I've uh, thoroughly enjoyed again the second round back from the lockdown of league, it really has been great. And then we've got another another game today, which means this week we've only got two days without league. How good. It's just, um, yeah, I'm just really enjoying my footy at the moment. Um, yeah, week two, you're really settling into it. Um, it is it is good. It is almost as good as the Rishes, which um, just a major shout-out to the, uh, major, well, the only sponsor of the show. Um, plenty of opportunities out there for people to, call in um but yeah as always thanks rish has been with us um right the way through the pandemic um just starting i mean there's only real one real way to start this week's discussion with the thursday night did you manage to get out into a pub it was my first pub visit on thursday got out and watched the game right in roosters heartland trailing cross hotel where allegedly once they pissed up following the 2003 grand final as i think i told that yarn last year um, fifty nine to nil. Admittedly, the Broncos were missing a few players. What's your take on this? Because there's some big shots happening at Seabold, and he's already named his side for next week, allegedly. And Darius is still in the side, as is Milford. Um, what were your initial thoughts? Did you get out to a pub and watch it? No, no, I didn't go to a to a pub because I don't even think pubs are open uh, in Victoria. In fact, I went down to a pub yesterday and it still said they were waiting for restrictions to end. So unfortunately, the social state of Victoria isn't having the um, that opportunity. But I did watch it at home on a lovely Thursday night with a beer in me hand. Um, yeah, look, I mean, I've, I think the listeners, the loyal listeners would know my thoughts on Seabold. The guy rubs me up the wrong way and I almost feel you know vindicated the way it's playing out for the Broncos um yeah just uh look I mean whether or not they have injuries or not that's one thing but you know no matter what who you turn up with losing like that is 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 horrible and oh I mean the people of Brisbane they can't they won't take this much longer they are they have a team that they are very proud of and performances like that just do not uh do not augur well for Seabold's future um I don't know I just I thought one thing I thought about was that because there was no crowd there 
it could have almost got worse for them. Because imagine if they were down, like they played like that, and there was a Brisbane crowd there. They would have just been giving it to them, like, hard the fuck up. Just get it, you know. I reckon the, not having a crowd there made it worse for them. Yeah. <clears throat> There's so much... Um, like, I heard some people... It might have been Joel Kane saying that, oh, give give Seabold time. He's only been there for 15 months, and, you know, he hasn't been able to mould us like... The the excuses for Seabold is is incredible. Like how the hell can you not like Des turns up, you know, a couple of months into the preseason or whenever they signed him last year, gets Manly cooking from day one. They've signed no one, the Brisbane Broncos. I think the only person they've signed of note is James Sigiara. I don't know where he is at the moment. They've got probably the most talented under twenty five roster in the game, and it's a young man's game now, so I don't think age is any excuse. He's kicked out a number of internationals that he's got rid of um, on his watch. You know, Josh Maguire's, um, the Cody Nicarimas, and there's a few others that um, just can't rattle off the top of my head. Like, Seabold, you couldn't have gone into a better situation. Like, the, the talent at his disposal and his just unwillingness to admit defeat on Darius... Um, is just staggering. And he's got leadership there. He's got guys that have been there since the 2008 Toyota Cup. And a guy like Alex Glenn, yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a good first grader. He's not an amazing player, but he's an absolute solid leader. This whole leadership group fucks me off no end. Like, there's one leader, all right? You can have other people. There's one captain. This whole co-captain bullshit is symptomatic of everything around player of the day certificates that we have in our game now. Yes, there's, there's, there's obviously guys that are a bit more of a leadership team, but there should just be one captain. Follow Alex Glenn out there on the field. Let him kind of call the shots if he's the captain. Um, I mean, they were tinkering around with... Did I hear Matt Lodge's name come up as a captain um, yep. the other week? Yeah, well, yeah, definitely. And I think late last year they were talking about Matt Lodge. Um, and I mean, again, another thing I was thinking about last night was could you put... Could you put... Uh, Brisbane's sort of downhill uh, trajectory to a point in time where they just even started entertaining signing Matt Lodge. Like, look, Matt Lodge, give us what you need. No. But, like, mate, what, mate what, Matt why, Lodge, did, Matt why Lodge, did they need to? Why did they need to go out and Matt sign Lodge a guy phenomenal. that told a young family that their life was going to end one night in New York? They have a huge, huge catchment of young players. Yeah. Why, oh, why? Do you need to go out and ask Matt Lodge into your team? It just doesn't. It's beyond belief. I think Seabold would have had a word too because he had a couple of back. The thing is with rugby league, you ne- there's always going to be guys that go into that for you. I mean, you name a guy that's done. So- I mean, there's people probably like saying that Craig Field deserves another shot in a in a, in a um, bunny's jersey. There's there's definitely people out there that probably go Anthony Mundine. Like you name the person, the most divisive players in rugby league have supporters. It's just the game that we love to watch, support. There is a lot of people that are apologists for Matt Lodge. Like Fafita was writing fucking hand like written notes on his on his armbands. Speaking of which, where the fuck is Fafita? Where's he gone? He just disappeared off the planet. David, you mean? No, Andrew. Andrew, oh he's still he's just he's carrying a lot of injuries. But I mean he'll be he'll be back. But 
You know, why are you going on for a bit? Let's still let's pay out these Broncos. I mean, no, I don't want to deviate. So sorry, the Warriors signing Matt Lodge is almost you can actually sort of almost you know it's probably still not good enough, but you probably can see why they would do that. It's you know, uh, it's unbronchulian, isn't it? It's fucking just odd. It, like that, if you look back, um, I think Paul White has to go. I don't know how it works in a publicly listed company like that, but hang on, they're two and two though. Are we just overreacting for the? Oh for no, the, no. I think any team that loses fifty nine nil and fifty eight nil five games of football go under the same coach with the talent or the roster they have, despite the injuries, like they were, they still you know were pulling out some decent players on that field. There were people just they were just lying down and footy is an attitude thing though. You can get beaten, but when you I remember specifically the day that the Warriors went out to Panthers and lost. 50-odd, 60-odd points to six or something on a, um, might have been a Monday night. And no, Saturday. Saturday, was it? Yeah. You just know that there's just serious, serious repercussions coming. And the fact that Seabold has done fuck all about it is is staggering. And I know he's missing some big-name players, but I'd be cutting them. There's enough, there's enough guys out there waiting in the wings. And see, Wayne now, who despises Seabold, has come out and said that Demetrio should have always been the coach and, sh- and will be his successor at South. Um, yep. Speaking of coaches, right? Great example right now is, and it looks as I'm quite excited by the fact that there's a couple of young up and coming coaches in our game because there's a dearth of talent, coach talent. I thought, you know, a year ago until they've unearthed a couple. Geez, I've been impressed with, if you look at them, the Knights, right? Their list on paper, and, and maybe I feel a little bit different now having unearthed the likes of Bradman Best. What a name. Best name in rugby league. Um, the Adam O'Brien coach Knights just shows you the difference a coach can make. Like, the talent the Broncos have and the talent the Knights have. The Knights have not got a great roster. No, we didn't think they did. Yeah, well, again. But, but show no. show me the coaching into a into a roster that is, you know, Got some nice parts, some superstar parts, but ultimately filled out by a lot of yep. moon boot lees. And but it's the coaching there. It's the Bellamy difference. You put Bellamy in that Broncos side, they're winning the comp. Full stop. Yeah, it's 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 an interesting how it's a team game. Oh, it's just it's like a uh, a, a recipe, isn't it? No one knows the perfect cake, but geez, there is a way. Some cakes are better than others, and it's it's you know you give Bellamy the Titans, they're not going to make the eight, are they? If Bellamy had the Titans, they'd make the eight. I think you're right, actually. He gets that so he gets every team, he gets every team in the NRL in the eight right now. I think that you're right, and, and it was actually very interesting. So on to a, so obviously you've heard that I've been re- Bellamy at the Dragons right now. What oh, he would yeah. do with that Ford pack. Yeah, agreed. You'd have Tarek so, Sims just like playing all Australian level. You'd have Frizzell popping, James Graham turning back the clock, Paul Vaughan, like you've, and McInnes. That, that Ford pack is outrageous. Mary McGregor, like, could you get, like, I'm sure if you put Mary McGregor in the stands right now, there'd be no difference to him in some of those cardboard cutouts. Agree. So, the okay. Personality this, is good, on the man. this is quite a good segue to. 
Obviously, uh, I got given Olsen Filipana's book the other day, right? The mm-hmm. Big O. Now, to be honest, I, I sort of told my wife, look, I want this for my birthday just because, you know, I love League. But I thought, fuck, I'm going to read this and I'm going to all the yarns. I'll be honest, this book is probably one of the best League uh, biographies I've uh, read. Like, I read um, Wayne Bennett's Don't Die With The Music In Me, and I thought it was fucking shit. Okay, so... Talking about coaches, um, I've, I've, so I got Olsen Filipana's book, The Big O, for, uh, from the wife the other day for my birthday because I sort of requested it for my birthday. And I sort of, when I requested it, I was like, fuck, I don't know what I want. Just get me a rugby league book. But man, it's one of the best league books I've ever read. Um, compared to some I've read, like I, I look back on um, uh, Don't Die With The Music In Me by Wayne Bennett. Fucking horrible. Never read it. Was it his first but, one or second? Because it's... It, Wayne Bennett's uh, first book was brilliant. Okay, it might have been the second one, but gee, I didn't like Don't Die the Music. And yeah, it was just Wayne Bennett to a T. Really? Um, but on, yeah, yeah. But on the coaching side of things, the Olsen Filipano one was interesting. So he was basically the first Polynesian player to play professionally in the Sydney Rugby League or the Australian Rugby League back then. Well, it was the Sydney Rugby League, right? Um, and... He went in to play for Balmain in 1980 when he first signed. So he was a real trailblazer. And, you know, some people compare him with Jackie Robinson in the baseball in the States. And, mm. I mean, that's a bit of an echo chamber of the book. But I sort of tend to agree because, like, you look now at how many Polynesians are playing our game. Fuck, man. Like, he was a trailblazer. So it was interesting. When he went to Balmain, they had Frank Stanton, who you might have heard of, mm. who was like Frankie Frank. And he was just so old school. Um, like Anglo-Celtic, Australian, that just thought, you know, it was just training. Hard, like hard. Follow hard, instructions, man. follow instructions, hmm. run, get real fit. And Olsen talks about, like, he was still a fucking good player, Olsen, but it never worked for him. And it actually, the book now, I actually started to understand how good a coach Graham Lowe was. So Graham Lowe was basically the first man manager in all southern hemisphere sport like before that before graham lowe mm. and i think that had something to do with like the polynesians coming in because he was from odahu right so he he was brought up a lot a lot with them and developed a lot with them at odahu he went to brisbane north but he was the first guy that actually was a man manager mm. and actually worked with different cultural backgrounds and brought them through mm. and in Olsen's book he talks about how like playing at Balmain, he sort of hated it the racism the you know they, they wouldn't even let him like do chip and chases or offload, and then he just used to love going back to Kiwis camp and, and with Graham Lowe just being a great man manager. So I think let's open my eyes back to up to did we give Graham Lowe the credit he deserved as a as a coach? Like even he did amazing with like Queensland and Manly. Even I can't believe that he got to coach Queensland. Like something so sacred as state of origin that they let a Kiwi in there to coach it. Like that just would not happen right now. He was such that's a um, respected. That's how good he was. Yeah, he was so respected. He actually got to coach the Queensland Rugby League team. And, and what did that being a heavy? What's that? Didn't, didn't you get a cab ride with him once? No, I wish. Um, Lowy also, yeah, I heard he was just a, a, a did not was not a tactician at all, and I think Bluey McLennan was from the same school, um, bit of a man manager, but um, yeah, it's 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 quite amazing to see that um, such an early time when there wasn't a huge amount of Kiwis there, 
that um that he did kind of take that whole approach of more about the man. Is there any coaches like that at the moment? I guess Wayne Bennett is a is a noted man manager, isn't he? Noted man manager, but I mean, I think nowadays a coach in the NRL you have to be oh they've got so much sort of support, but you have to be more culturally aware, right? Because yep. you have so many different cultures in your team. I mean, I think clubs even have cultural ambassadors. Like I know Andrew Blowers. I think he played a contact sport in New Zealand. Mm. He's a um, he's the uh, Tavali will give you correct me if I'm wrong Storm. here. He's the yeah, like cultural ambassador. I think. And um, speak, Bugana, speaking of yeah, the Pula Tours do it. I think yeah. um, you've got obviously some of the indigenous guys like Dean Wooders, etc. But I think back to the content sport. John Hart was also um, that's how he basically came successful. Was one of the guys that again was able to be almost like the Pacific Island Whisperer. Um, back and he, I don't think, was a noted tactician either in in the devil sport. But again, used to really just be very respectful, knowing the heritage, um, yeah, and able to get the best out of Wiley, everyone from different backgrounds. Could you imagine Grizz Wiley taking like uh, no. the Medicare Magpie? <laughs> <laughs> it would have been a they would have they wouldn't have done anything for him, right? But if he's coaching the Glenmark Senior League team. He's going to get exactly what he wants out of them, isn't he? And I think that goes back to my point that I was making last week on what I was loving about the Raiders is they're just blend of um, there's just such a distinctly different makeup about their football team than other football teams. Um, yeah. Really strong um, Pacific Island core and really strong Northern English core and you know good local Canberra and then the yeah. old Queenslander sprinkled in. And it just it's works. Great diversity. Great diversity. And Ricky, to be give us credit, he, again, I don't think he's a tactician at all either. He's oh, the guy. Oh, you reckon? I, oh, think yeah, he's, he, I think he's pretty even, like, yes, Ricky's, we, we, we used to fucking slag Ricky off. My favorite was when he would always do his press conferences and he'd, he'd just go, I feel sorry for the blokes in the changing rooms. There's 15 guys or 17 guys in there that are just slaving their guts out each week in training and having to listen to that crap from the referees. Like, geez, I used to like that when, when Ricky was failing, fuck, it was a good press conference. Now, exactly. when the Raiders are good, it's totally did different. Do we think he was a bad coach or do we just get heaps out of his his reactions like he he wears his heart on his yeah. sleeve so much that i mean to be honest i think he's done really well for raiders i'm the first one to admit i've that. done a 180 on rick because absolutely loved him as a as a young raiders fan in my in, in my infancy uh league watching despised him as a um raiders coach early doors yep. and now i've come to respect and like him again it reminds me of you know watching glenn mcgrath and um, the Australian cricket team just absolutely despised them, you know, early doors right the way through. But then the twilight of their career when you kind of mature a bit and you just, like, a- appreciate their brilliance of a yeah. McGrath, of a Warren, of a Steve War, and you're just like, how can you hate brilliance w- w- when it's just continued excellence over, over a long period of time? you got to – you go from that res- that hatred into that respect phase. Um, I do – just keeping on the Raiders – because I was heavily invested in them, how the fuck did they not win that game last night? I didn't actually see any um, any sustained period of it. Were you in front of it? And what, no, what I was do? watching the ABC grandstand with Ooh. Andrew Moore driving back from uh, Bowen Head. So 
interesting. I haven't listened to radio for a game for a while. It was interesting. I mean, for what I got from that, they had a, I, I didn't know who was the comments man with more, but Matt Elliott was down on the, um, very on, good Matt Elliott. Yeah. Matt Elliott. And, um, I mean, from I got from that, and I haven't seen the KO mini yet, was just Canberra didn't really turn up with the attitude. Um, and it, 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 you, you, you touched on it earlier in the show. Rugby league is 90% attitude, and they just didn't turn up, and Newcastle did, which is, again, we go to Adam O'Brien. So Ricky's got some work to do. I mean, look, it's round four or whatever. It's not – I don't think it's – look, great – good teams are still – I'm not going to say great, but good teams will still slip up occasionally, right? Um they're not, unless you're the Roosters that have made winning a real habit. The Raiders aren't in that position yet. So if I'm a Raiders fan, I'm not, I'm not panicking. I guess all you know now is that you're not, you're not, you're not, you're not at the dynasty stage. I would say you're still, you have to turn up to win. Whereas, and you have to actually get your head right. Whereas the Roosters, I think nowadays, they don't actually consciously have to turn up because they it's almost a habit for them. Do you know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. uh, look, I'm, uh, Newcastle are exciting. I think, and via their, um, via O'Brien, I like what he's doing, but you've got the Bradman Best, you've got the Kalen Pongers, and then we, you've got the the guys like the Safitis and the... Fitzgibbon, who, who was Gattie. absent, Mitchell Barnett. They've got some real willing back rowers who, who actually didn't even play yesterday, which is why I climbed into the Raiders even um, more so. Is... Is this after four weeks? Do we have our eight not in order? Eels, Knights, uh, Panthers, Raiders, Storm, Roosters, Cowboys, Eagles. The only one I can say is not guaranteed for sure Cowboys. would be the Cowboys. And maybe if I had to pick one other, not guaranteed the Panthers, but they haven't dropped a game, so they're certainly ahead. Then you've got the contenders to get in Tigers, Broncos. I guess you have to say uh, sharks potentially, and rabbitos, but there's no one of the bo- goodbye. We're going to put a black line through the bulldogs, dragons, titans, warriors. That's it. Yep, black line already. Yeah. Um, so the twelve fighting for the eight. Yep. After after four rounds, now I reckon there's an even bigger has and has nots in the top eight. I'm going to say the top four. Sorry, the top five. Of Manly Roosters, Storm, Raiders. Raiders, and Eels are the five. Eels aren't. I think Eels aren't in the four for me. I think they are. I think yeah, it's two more weeks. I mean, the Manly are still there. Oh. I mean, they should, they could beat them. Look, Eels maybe slip out because you kind of want to bank on continued excellence of the Storm. But Manly, just just remember, sorry, um, Manly were dudded, and I don't think we need to go over that too much. Manly were fucking dudded by a terrible forward pass. Um, It's funny, like, the uproar on Fox Sports over a 48-hour period over a Manly dudding like that. I mean, the Warriors got dudded by last year against the Eels by just as bad. And the year before that um, against the Sharks, which cost them the game. Not a fucking whisper. It's bloody hilarious. Um, but the Eels have only beaten the Titans, Manly, which is um, fucking dubious. They won, but I mean... It was... they, be- they thrashed the Broncos, and they have beaten one of the other shitter teams. Uh, Bulldogs. Dogs. So 
cool you fucking Jets Eels fans like let me see like Manly came over the top of them with real ease in the end of that game um, and I was very surprised to see the Eels credit to the Eels they won that game um, yep and they're they're four and four aren't they so four and oh so you know you can't sniff at that I mean the Warriors somehow did that word be claiming so they're doing well they are doing well um, the Sharks the Sharks are still got an okay team. You bring Fafita back in there. And right. one thing I wanted to say, though, fuck Sean Johnson. Either he's spent the whole of COVID eating, he's either spent the whole of COVID working out, or he's on the roids. He looked enormous. Yeah, oh, look, I, it's a sad save of fear. I think, yep, agreed. I don't... Like, and it's good to see you coming around to him because you were his biggest uh, sympathizer last year, supporting him. He when actually he was good last yeah. year. And, and like, Cooper Cronk, fuck me. Like, it's quite refreshing. Doesn't miss. Um, had a real hot go at him. But, Did he? But I don't think he was that bad. He looked like he was either had a hamstring pull. Like, there was a time early in the game where he picked up the ball on the opposition 20, uh, sorry, the opposition 10 after they, they he dropped it. And he had the line in front of him. He would have scored that every oh, other season. Yeah. I mean, I guess he passed the ball to Raymond and he, and he got the try. I guess he maybe saw a little bit more than what you could see on the TV cover defense and stuff. But he just looks big. And his game is a speed game. So I hope he's either going to get rid of some of this bulk by, as the season progresses. But you don't want a 28, 29-year-old Sean Johnson petering out like this. Like It was his whole career in a nutshell is going to be defined by the Sharks, Tim. And I yep. just, I really hope that he ups his game in the next few weeks and, and kind of gets a little bit of um, momentum behind him because I didn't think he was that bad last week. Moylan is... Fuck Moylan's he a... Um, Moylan he is a talented scary. footballer, isn't he? Yeah. Well, didn't he get in a lot of trouble with Ubers or something when he first went to the Sharks? He's... um. He's got some interesting stories that I prefer not to say. Um, I mean, to be honest, Johnson and Moylan looked better in the halves with, than with Townsend. Yeah, um, I like. I've always liked Moylan as a playmaker. Um, Townsend's not even that good. Like, it, someone was saying, "Oh, you're going to have to." Um, I think Gallon was almost suggesting to drop Johnson when Townsend comes back and keep yeah. Robert Kennedy at fullback. Well, to be honest, I mean. The way Josh has been playing, it's not out of the, it wouldn't be surprising. Mm. A million bucks a year, though. Jeez. 800, I think. Um, what were the other big games this week? Um, so Panthers, the Friday night, Panthers obviously. put a real dent on the pub game um, for us. Yeah. And then, so I don't, I mean, that, to be honest, that was not that. To be honest, I wasn't gutted. I mean, that's what the Warriors have got this year. Um, I think. It's easy to forget. Look, they're not good. I'm not going to say that for a minute, but they have got probably ten of us of us of us starting seventeen missing, haven't they? And look, there was some sh- like at the end of the day, two of those tries came from maybe three actually. You could put down to just Patrick Herbert being on the wing. I just don't get that. Mooks wanted Mooks wanted Fuzzy Tour at centre so badly the start of this year, and he's just stuck with it. And for for him know. to start Aaron Lawton at centre. Did he do he it in the end? No, he didn't. He brought Hayes in. And Hayes doesn't look that good. Did Hayes play? Yeah, he started. I was yeah. tanked. 
Like yeah. I, I, I've been drinking since twelve. At Teffies. Yeah. Like it's What's that? A, no, they've done it up. Here, it's right? a new sports bar, neutral bar. I just got a sniff of a beer at twelve, and and then I said, just keep the keys in the office, and yep. um, and then it was away, and I barely can string together that Warriors game. I just, I've got this vision. You know, sometimes you wake up in the morning after a pub game when 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 the night gets away on you, and you don't know if it's a dream or not, but you're sort of trying, and you get on your phone, you just check, you you got to rewatch the the NRL.com highlights in a row, just to kind of piece that game together again because you watch it in a blur. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. woke up just thinking almost like a pinball machine that the ball just kept on bouncing off Patrick Herbert's chest. And you know like those Instagram like boomerang videos, how it just like yeah. you could just <laughs> back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. The ball was just bouncing off Patrick Herbert's chest. That's all I can remember of the game. To be honest, that's probably all I remember <laughs> as well. I was pretty sober. So, well, so but how did you... How did, so I'm interested in this. We're talking, I actually went down to the park with Trado and the kids this morning, mm. and I was, we're talking about how does it, how are we going to handle getting back on having a big night? Like, did you struggle with it? Was, did, was your body accustomed to it? How did well, it go? I, I went from I went from midday to six. Okay, that's not too And bad. then I went home and did some parenting duties, and then kind of probably strung together a few sentences over dinner. And then yeah. watch the Storm Rabbits game. I probably went to bed sober in the end. Woke up yeah. next morning without. But yeah, to your point, next time you 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 know you tag and you just go for it. Is I can't do hangovers anymore. I just well, there was actually a rumor, and one of the one of our good mates, uh, we'll, we'll refer to him as I don't know Broth for this podcast. Apparently, he got in some. Uh, Big trouble last weekend from overindulging and just not his body not being ready for it. So, but but I, I know people that are drinking more than ever, especially guys in New Zealand that that were on proper lockdown. They were drinking every night, every day, but every it, night. It's not. I, was, I am as well, but it's like one, it's two or three a day, which yeah. is your body's getting a good. It's like being an eight hundred meter runner, right? And yeah. training that. But as soon as you go to that ten thousand meters, wow. Yeah, you, you can't hang with the Kenyans then, can you? Exactly. Um, so Storm, uh, Storm Rabbits, thoughts? Storm Rabbits was, I made the conclusion that oh, I am not impressed with the Storm. It ain't the same. Rabbitohs were that bad. No, Rabbitohs actually well, hung tough. must be impressed with Munster, though. Far out, he's good. Yeah. He's Something caring. is not quite, it's not clicking. So I'm prepared to say that yeah, six weeks' time, they could click. They're not clicking at the moment because, yeah, I'm going to leave it at that. I just wasn't, it just, it's not flowing. And it, they feel like they're not as threatening with the ball anymore. Like those glossy backline movements that just end in an untouched Adokar or Vunivalu diving, swan diving into the corner. They're not happening as often. They're actually getting a lot of tries from um, maybe a bit more unstructured sort of, they're real structured plays when they've got ball in the, they don't seem to be as clinical. That's probably what I want to say. So yeah, that's the sign of a storm. Um, what, what do you think about... So Harry Grant is li- on loan, and this is from predominantly a, a middle-aged white Anglo-Saxon league forum when, you know, the first sign of a young white Australian, they just get, you know, yeah. really just, you know, they get hard. Harry Grant looks the goods. But there's talk of, you know, oh, will the storm keep him? And will they get rid of Brandon Smith? Like... Let's not go too overboard here with Harry Grant. Like, and I've even hearing the same thing like Michael Innes and that say it. 
after a couple of games. Are we missing the point here because we're Kiwis and we love Brandon Smith so much? Or no, Brandon Smith's good. Come I on. mean, have you seen Brandon Smith at test level? He He's never played in 80 minutes for the Storm at hooker, maybe once or twice. Yeah. He's waited in the wings, and I think the way Bellamy works, he's basically said, hey, I'm going to wait behind Cameron Smith here. And Harry Grant has um, popped along. Well, Brandon Smith's been there for four or five years. Yep. Bellamy won't do Brandon like that. And if he does, that's very un-Bellamy-like because he could have gone two, three years ago, gone anywhere, and he took unders at the Storm. Um, so this Harry Grant, I think if you're the Storm, you've got to go, got to, go to the Tigers. We're going to stand by yep. Brandon Smith. Are, yeah. you, are you razzing over Harry as much as everyone else? Uh, he's a good, he's good footballer. He looks great. He's great, but I mean, he'll probably end up at the Tigers. I mean, he'll, Hope he'll so. suit him. Um, one other thing about that game we should mention, and, I, and Storm won, and they won actually the other day fairly convincingly, but they miss Nas big time. Like he is, he's in the form of his life at the moment, mm. and I just feel they miss that one bopper. Like he is destroying some defensive. Blinds mm. Nas. Mm. He's in the form of his life. So if they can get him on in and, and him fit, yeah, I, I still think the Storm can click. It might be four or five rounds down the track, but that's all they need. The other thing I heard last night was Jack. So they're talking about Cameron Smith at half next week. Is that because Jack Hughes is injured or suspended? So he just broke his hand. He's out for three or four weeks. That yeah. made me think, though. The Storm, right? Do they? Just go. We need something a little bit dy- more dynamic. We're probably not going to work with the same tried and true formula. We, we might get to the preliminary or even the grand final, but we're not going to get there this year. Let's play Cameron Smith at halfback. Let's start and play Brandon Smith most of the game. And let's bring Jerome Hughes off the bench. And actually, let's do this for the rest of the season in Cameron Smith's farewell season. I actually reckon if I was Bellamy, I'd think long and hard about doing that because you're not getting enough minutes out of Smith. Okay, so are you, you, you're making that decision to become more of a threat? Yeah, I, I want Brandon Smith on the field. I want the, I want the yeah. pace of the game. Why don't they play two dummy halves? Like just play Smith and, on one side and then they can swap to a ball player? Or, I, I, I think Smith, I mean, Cameron Smith's so dominant that I don't think he could coexist. Let's just say if Brandon Smith and a more of a running um, list authoritarian, yeah. you know, like an Isaac Luke or someone like that kind of guy, then yeah. yes, you could because the Tigers probably could do that with Billy Walters and Harry Grant right now. Yeah. You're a big fan of Billy Walters, aren't you? I, I like him. like him. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, let's, I think, again, there's a lot of questions still to be answered in this comp two weeks back. Um, I think we just need to sit tight, Rehurry, and see how it pans out. So it was just once once um once the sharks got off the duck egg, just had a real tingling in my loins that the Titans were going to get off the duck egg as well. So very enjoyable Sunday night game and a long weekend last night. It was. Yeah. But we've got two what is what's the opposite of unbeaten? Uh un Unsuccessful? Oh, no, unbeaten. Uh, winless. Winless. Brilliant. Two winless sides going into a Monday night. Monday afternoon game. This game always used to be the Eels-Tigers. Yes. No, that was... The Easter game. Easter. Sorry, my bad, my bad, my yeah. bad. So, 
we've got the dogs and the dogs and the dragons. And this is a classic case of what we say. This is almost going full circle with the podcast because you've got a list of the dragons. If you just look at the talent of that four pack alone, and admittedly their backline's not sparkling, but they've got good halves, good spine. And then you look at the list of the dogs and you're like, fucking hell, vomit. But you've got the coach of pay, who I reckon gets a bit of a bad rap. I actually don't think he's too bad. He just he Great. has a hard, tough football team, right? And the coach is going to be the difference today. Mary versus pay. And if, if I had to sign up for a coach for the next three years, I'm, I'm, tra- I'm taking Dean Pay every day of the week. Yeah. Who do Sorry. you see taking out the spoon bowl? The loser oh. leaves town. Game I, th- after that. I think the I think the dogs win. I think so do I. I think their defence is Same. just gonna. I don't know where their points are gonna come from. I think Hopewadi and Ramus have to do something special, but I think it's gonna be. I'm, I'm, I'm really fired up. <laughs> it's just a. I mean, at the end of the day, a team's gonna come out of this one and three, and I, I guess their fans will still feel there's hope. And then the other one is 0-4 and, and, like, literally last. And I hope that's the Dragons, even though I hate the I just don't like the way I, the Dragons. I, I hate Corey Norman. I hate him now. I don't. Yeah, I'm with you. And he's but, at fullback. He's at fullback. So, okay. Uh, the the return of Kieran Four and partnering with Lachlan Lewis. I fucking like Lachlan Lewis. And I just, I just have this feeling that Jeremy Marshall King darts out a dummy half, catches them open, and hits DWZ under the posts at some stage. And then okay. it's a real dour game, 16-12. It's getting dark early. There's good patches of rain. Um, there's, like, big collisions, a couple of big knock-ons from Tarek Sims. Napa. Napa. And it's just it's two, um, un, uh, two winless teams going head-to-head. But I'm with you on the dogs. I just They're just hard. And this this Dragons team's soft. I don't think they want to play for McGregor. I think they're gonna. I think they are gonna throw McGregor under the bus today. Jeez, it's and then does he last till next week? Or he do can't. They... God, he's bad. Who comes just... in for him? Is it because uh... Flanagan can't? Normally, the assistant coach would get in. Where's Nathan Brown these days? He's he was advising the Warriors. But he couldn't because of COVID. So I think he, I'm not sure if he still is, but he was. Um, Justin Morgan. I think it. Oh, well, whoever they've got on their books. Ivan Hinjack, maybe. Matthew Head. He's the water boy, isn't he? Remember but, Steve Price? Yeah, yeah, he's he took over insane. from Nathan Brown. Isn't he St. Helens? He's over overseas. Yeah. There's nothing more degrading than being a head coach. And then, like, getting um, sacked and catching on with an ass- as an assistant coach, but yeah. but being made to run the water bottles. You know that assistant coach. I remember when Kearney left the Eels. He's still in good nick, and he's running the fucking water bottles in Brisbane. Steve Price did it for years. Um, I'll tell you one player that's sort of done well is David Kidwell. Like he's still he's on the pen, uh, Eels books now. Like as an he's assistant Eels coach. defensive coach. And, you know, I thought after the 2017 World Cup, that was it for him in professional football. But good on him. Looks down at Coogee, doesn't he? See him a lot in Clavelli, yeah. Fucking enormous. 
Is he? Just a big body. Yeah. Oh, I think I've said this in the past, but um, I think it might have been Simon Mayhew who was the long-term Warriors doctor. Yeah. Sorry, John Mayhew. Oh, Simon John Mayhew was John Mayhew's brother. Who was, he eventually went to league John Mayhew, um, but he was the all-black doctor for years. He said that in rugby and league, um, the best athlete, pure athlete that he'd ever worked with, just in terms of conditioning and just flexibility, just all rolled into one, was Kidwell. That's interesting, but oh, he just and he had the he had the right mentality too, and that's why I was interested that that didn't that didn't uh, convert to leading the Kiwis. It was odd. He wasn't a like he wasn't a great first grader. He was kind of in and out. Like he was bit, one of those international guys but, that just did his best at international. Yeah, he was. He, no, I mean he was. If he was in your club, you'd love him. Like he was the guys because he was on a lot of grand final teams too, wasn't he? But he was—he grew that extra arm for the Kiwis. Yeah, I think his probably his best sustained football was late Storm, early Bunnies, wasn't it? And then he did an ACL slipping over in the shower, didn't he? No, it was in a barbecue. Bathroom. bathroom. No, it was a barbecue. Barbecue. Fuck, that's right. Yeah. Courtyard, courtyard, bathroom, same thing. Um, okay, so and let's just have a quick. You, was he in the Rabbitohs that year? You walked past the Dolphin, and they were having a piss up in there. That with was, That was um, for Vaux Street. What's the name of it? The, uh, the Foresters. Foresters, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you walked past, what day was it? Like a Monday? It would have been a Monday, wouldn't it? Uh, it was a Sunday night. A Sunday night. And was Kidwell in the Rabbitohs then? He was, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. He just retired. Yeah. No. Um, so this week's games. Okay. Yeah. Real quick look. Oh shit! I know, I, I know. How about Thursday this Thursday night? Manly hosting the Broncos, Central Coast. That is a fast track. Jeez, I can't wait for that. Warriors. It's only two, three more sleeps. Two more. How, how good? Warriors hosting the Cowboys, Central Coast. Eels hosting the Panthers, both unbeaten teams at Bank West. Souths hosting the Titans at Bank West. Knights. Hosting the Storm at Central Coast. That's a ripper of a game, that one. Tigers hosting the Raiders at Campbelltown. One of the few teams that actually can play at home at the moment. Yep. Dogs at home to the Roosters at Bank West. Sunday. And, oh, Dragon Sharks. Dragon Sharks, the Derby. Couple of at, little is that Bank West? That is in Campbelltown. Weird. Who's got Campbelltown's home ground? St. George. Everyone. Anyway, there's some there's some bludges next week, but there's also the, the, a there's couple. There's a sprinkle of it. There's a sprinkle of it. I think they're still in the feeling out stage. Be wild, hey! That Eagles Broncos game is probably my pick of the round, actually, just for the the stories and the drama behind it. I mean, I mean, the Eagles are going to run a cricket score up on them, aren't they? Brisbane are desperate. Darius might play well. There's no Fafida and there's no TPJ. There isn't. When's TPJ back? There's Fuck. no Turpin. There's no. There's no lots of people. Um, We've got a shout for uh, the CRI today too. It's Lachlan Lewis for the Hogan's versus. Uh, yes. I've got Tariq Sims, so I think I need to beat you by about forty points. Um, possible. Twenty others. Possible. Um, shout out to a listener of the show too, Steve Snell, big Parramatta fan, the four and zero. He hasn't had this kind of um, football side for a while, so 
Um, big shout out to him. Big shout out to Andy Braverin as well. Um, and Hato, who we just called before, who loves how he thinks the the new rules are really going to start opening up for some younger indigenous people to come through, like the Preston Campbells, which he feels haven't had the chance over the sort of last ten years to get to get into the game and have been going on to VFL. So I hope I hope Hato's right. Yeah, because that. that's an interesting point. Is he thinks the style of the game now more suited to um, the indigenous players that they may consider more rugby league than than AFL, which is really interesting. I mean, I think... In Brian, s- Brian in- Kelly went good last night. Yeah. Do you think it's mainly just a symptom of, though, that the Indigenous players in in Sydney play league, Indigenous people in Melbourne play AFL, or do you think there's more cross-like? Wait on. There is no Indigenous people in Melbourne, really, anymore. But but where are they? they all, we're on the indigenous north and Sydney, Northern Territory and WA, I think. Uh, but, so Northern Territory and WA is where the majority of the um, but I think, indigenous. I think at the Queensland sort of Northern Territory border, mm. there's a real battle for the Mackay. This Nana inland based. Right, that's bad right, geography like, for me, isn't it? Charter towers and that charter yeah. towers. Um, interesting. It's just the 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 thing about these new rules is once you're down. Like the momentum is amplified, isn't it? It's like nines and touch footy. But when, league, when you get a roll on, rugby league's always not, been not about to this momentum. degree, though. It's, yeah, it's maybe like, not to this degree, but when the floggings, when you get flogged, you get really flogged. Like honestly, though, Rehari, <laughs> old rules, new rules. Like if nothing's different. At the, table, the table at the end of twenty-six rounds with the old rules, and the table at the end of twenty rounds with the new rules. They nothing's might, different. Nah, no, it won't change. The Roosters are still the best team. Yeah. Roosters do look. Um, Roosters I actually, like, they're at the stage now where I like I try and watch them. Just I to, like watching them, eh? I like watching the Bulls in the early 90s. Or, yep, totally you agree. Know. They're a fucking mm. dynasty. And they have, they, they just got so much talent across the park. They didn't have to disco. And people were going, ooh, the Broncos are a good bet tonight. They lost 59-0. I love the fact that Luke Carey did a fuck you field goal too to Seabold. <laughs> so good. Um, and the thing is, right, Seabold came in and did one year at Souths. Just took over fucking Michael Maguire's team. Like, yeah. let's not go overboard on Seabold has done anything. And, and they, anything got knocked out, they got knocked out one game away from the finals, didn't they, from Roosters? I'd love to get your thoughts. I'd love to get Clint, your mate Clint's thoughts, and, um, or Trigsy in, in Brisbane, really just get a sense of how desperate it is for the Broncos at the moment. Oh, it's desperate there. I should read something out. I've been texting Nolan. He's uh yeah, he's gutted. He's um Oh, those Brisbane the Broncos their lifeblood, right? And they are proud of them. They they expect it's almost like a New Zealand contact sport fan in their team. Do you know what I mean? They yeah. expect the absolute best. They expect the Bradman best. Um all right, mate, we'll we'll let you go. Uh we'll get tucked into this fucking Monday night football. Really Really get yeah. them behind a team. I'm going to get behind the dogs. I'm going to punt them. And you got to love your league. Got to love your league. If it leaves me now, it takes away the biggest part of me.
takes away the biggest part of me. Ooh.